Previously on Shadows of Prophecy In the quaint town of Knoll, the local healer's assistant Tristan and the town's unofficial informant Babs experienced an extraordinary encounter with a dark, oily corruption that had been imprisoned beneath the town's water source for generations. This sinister force, once released, brought about the town's tragic downfall. The corruption insidiously eroded the willpower of the town's children until it grew powerful enough to unleash its devastating wrath. The town was razed to the ground, its inhabitants reduced to mindless, destructive husks. As chaos erupted, Bab sought refuge in her basement, leaving Tristan to venture forth as a would-be hero, a role that ultimately led to his demise. Or did it? On the other side of Everfear, a new army recruit, Salvador, following the path of the storm god Tau, set off to training camp. But before they could arrive at port, they were hunted down by some mysterious and powerful cultists. Unleashing a kraken, Salvador and his newfound friends, Pavu and Edgar, sought refuge in an abandoned wizard's tower, hinting at events long past. The tower's defenses eventually scared them away, and they instead sheltered in the wilderness before making their way to port. Deep within the enchanted forest, the researcher Alice, along with her guides Penret and Upri, uncovered the ancient runes of the demigoddess Freya while attempting to mediate a pact between local bullywugs and myconids. However, what remained a mystery was the content of a book that Alice guarded with great defensiveness. On the western border, Tristan, operating under the new alias, Ren, was recruited into the War of Gladia, becoming a member of the Wings of Mercy, a group dedicated to safeguarding civilians amid the conflict. Accompanied by Goldfinch and Robin, he undertook the task of guiding the citizens of Vale to safety, unknowingly venturing into the haunted grounds of an abandoned temple. The mission resulted in minimal casualties, but a swift evacuation was necessary. Meanwhile, Salvador found himself ensnared by the Galadian army after joining the war as a cleric of Tau. Through an extraordinary and puzzling dungeon, he managed a miraculous escape with the aid of Desmond Calderos, though they became separated in the process. In the heart of the Enchanted Forest, Panrit extended an invitation to Upri, to partake in the annual Ilrun Festival of the Goddess, joined by Brother Yonsei. The festival included feasting and merriment, yet peculiar occurrences heightened Yonsei's unease. As festivities took an ominous turn, it was revealed that the steward had exploited her power for nefarious purposes. The party found themselves pursued by monstrous followers, and a confrontation with the steward ensued, leading up to Upri being drawn into a portal concealed within nearby ruins. 
Following the war's conclusion, Salvador sought solace in Terra Vast, only to be drawn into a conflict stemming from a feud between noble families. This new challenge unearthed a history of treachery and a quest for immortality, culminating in confrontation of a boat lich. Similarly, Ren's attempt to find peace in Entropolis was disrupted when their bartender, Justice, became entangled with corrupt officials of the Order of Prayer and Pudicium, as well as the local crime syndicate. A night of terror ensued, eventually necessitating a banishing ritual performed by Midnight and Mara to quell the malevolent force. Despite their efforts, Ren had to expend a considerable favor to revive justice. This encounter raised questions about the Order's intentions with dangerous artifacts. In the depths of the Enchanted Forest, a group of aspiring mages stumbled upon a disturbance in the ethereal plane prompting a cryptic message from Cyril to someone named Daphne. Five years of warfare wreaked havoc upon the Everfair region, situated along the border with Gladia. Countless battles were lost as Gladian forces advanced, bringing with them fire and aberrations. The source of these horrors remained untamed, and King Heiberger's family waned as the Divine Order of Prayer and Pudicium led the defense. Unexpectedly, the Galadian army withdrew, however, marking a white flag of surrender. The territory reverted to Everfear's rule, heralding a new era of control under the Church's divine authority. The trauma of the war instigated a crackdown on magic, with regulations, enforcement, and limited access to the arcane. Libraries were destroyed, artifacts confiscated, and academic institutions monitored by prayer and pudicium sentinels. The shadow of the past lingered, raising the question of how long the old order would persist. A now-grown Salvador embarked on a journey to Valerian, driven by guilt to return Desmond's amulet to his family. In Valerian, he crossed paths with Ren, who pursued a similar history tied to a lost lover from the war. Their shared search led them into a convoluted adventure involving a local bard named Marky. Amidst their investigations, Ren and Salvador bonded over lost lovers with haunted pasts, while Marky sought to make a name for herself. After investigating the Calderos property, they uncovered a mysterious and obscure dungeon which exited into the now-haunted Valerian castle. They followed the footsteps of Alice to pass out the dark deeds of the evolving cult, and reenacted the ritual to end the time loop, 
thus succeeding in weaving the heroic tale of Maki. Before parting from Valerian to follow the latest lead, Sal and Ren tracked down Maki and recounted her story to the bard, her memory having been wiped of the events. Meanwhile, in the Enchanted Forest, Yonsei and the Sorelli siblings embarked on a mission to rescue Upri, triggered by a cryptic augury received by Sorelli Chambers. Their path led them through magical realms and into a journey representing the seven deadly sins, marked by strange encounters and a descent into madness. Trekking into living caverns filled with a psychic cave lamprey, the party blacked out, only to find themselves in a mysterious theater, blades now crushed and mangled, and very dead as the curtains opened to an imprisoned Upri. Upri's new patrons started the show with a series of demonic puppets, drawing the party to the brink of death to entice them with their newfound abilities. As the curtains closed, Sorelli Chambers cradled her brother in her arms and exited the side door and stepped into the void. Deeply ensnared with these events, Upri found herself visited by a mysterious woman named Daphne during her captivity in the void. Daphne's instructions led Upri on a quest to the radiant city of Harrow, where a unique group, including a pink tiefling and a man with a black cat, awaited them. Yonsei begrudgingly tagged along as they set off, running into the pair in the Broken Fang Inn and Tavern. The Odd Quartet were quickly warmed to cooperation with a cryptically common goal. An evening of drinks gave way to unsettling dreams for Yonsei, abruptly disrupted by an explosion of aberrant tendrils and eyeballs. Amidst this surreal chaos, the group battled through the nauseating swarm of horrors, eventually quelling the aberrations that had infested the street. With guards closing in, however, Tenebe provided refuge in her concealed cellar, allowing the apostates a moment of respite. Once the danger had subsided, the group embarked on a mission to the Warrens, aiming to secure passage to the Middle City and retrieve their confiscated belongings from the Order's headquarters. Navigating the intricate labyrinth of tunnels, they reached the Warrens where Apri found herself caught in an unfavorable deal, losing her prized hand axes. Their antics drew the attention of Akila, however, a beguiling figure who engaged in playful banter before agreeing to dispatch her underlings to recover the party's gear. With the task accomplished, they indulged in a night of revelry. After a night of euphoric indulgence, the party set the sights on the House of Spirits in the upper tiers of Harrow, a challenging endeavor for the now aware apostates. 
Along the way, they stumbled upon catacombs housing a slain mage and a volatile arcane device. This unexpected discovery provided the distraction needed to navigate the Order's checkpoint and ride a gondola to the Middle City. As the group coalesced on the House of Spirits, a seance beckoned. In a brief communion, Yonsei connected with their departed companion blades, but Madame Vera's limited powers prematurely severed the link. Deciphering a cryptic message, the group was guided towards the sublime odium, and Madame Vera directed their attention to a secret stairwell for employees of the city. Along the way, a confrontation between the Order and implicated apostates created chaos, clouded vision, and clashes among the crowd. As the situation escalated, Salvador's good intentions led to unintended turmoil. While tensions brewed within the party, their journey through the city continued. An anomaly disrupted reality, and Upri found herself navigating an endless expanse of identical surroundings before regaining her bearings. Eventually, the group discovered the secret path to the wall stairwell, ascending with each landing, revealing progressively strange scenes. They encountered a mid-century-themed room, complete with a dollhouse in each space. Their progress took a grotesque turn when they confronted the afterbirth of an aberrant sack, brought about under anomalous circumstances. Emerging from this surreal struggle, the party arrived at the sublime odium only to discover the absence of its star performer, Horace. Through careful investigation, they managed to reach Horace's estate under the guise of staff members, driven by both legitimate and questionable motives. At the estate, they encountered a disturbing silence aberration and an entity gripping Horace's face. Despite their efforts, the entity escaped, and Horace ultimately offered his gratitude and hospitality, and proceeded to drink himself to sleep. The party instead took their imbibing to the Purple Goat Tavern, which had resulted in some light flirting and a card game. Salvador spent the evening with the charming Bahir. The other three returned to Horace's estate, tension simmered before the group retired for the night. The following evening transformed into an unforgettable nightmare as a splendid performance of Don Giovanni turned into a blood-soaked massacre by parasitic creatures. Horus underwent a grotesque transformation, and as viscera splattered, Vladlin's location was revealed. Forced to flee, the party sought refuge in Horus's now-abandoned estate, 
before returning to the overrun streets of Harrow, encountering trembling Bahir along the way. Navigating the chaos, they raced to the Warrens, facing monstrous adversaries and a city in turmoil. They ventured into the infested Warrens, a maze woven of sinews and veins, eventually reaching the hidden tavern. There, they met up with Aquila and Beefcake Bram, acquiring both information and formidable new gear. As they pursued Vladlin, they ventured into a newly burrowed tunnel, embarking on a treacherous journey. The group delved into the heart of darkness, traversing twisted tunnels infested by parasitic pests. Upri led the way, encountering terrifying displays of the heroian alien populace's fate, now armed with psionic beams. However, the true horror lay in their monstrous mother. A ferocious battle ensued, with the creature overpowering the party and manipulating Upri. Through resourceful tactics, including a brilliant intervention by the resident physician, the party ultimately triumphed, saving Vladlin and an unexpected rescue in Alice. Akila tended to the party and the unconscious rescues as they all tucked in for the evening. As dawn broke, the party awoke to discover that Vladlin had stealthily slipped away during the night. The morning was gently ushered in by Alice, who greeted them with cups of tea and a newfound sense of purpose. She unveiled the concealed location of the Vale hideaway, extending an invitation to accompany them. In a candid revelation, she expressed her intent to reclaim the stolen memories that had been pilfered from her. However, upon their arrival at the hideaway, Alice silently disappeared, eluding Vladlin's notice. In due course, the party finally crossed paths with Vladlin, sparking a flurry of inquiries. Vladlin's responses were a beacon of insight, yet the discourse was abruptly interrupted by Alice's summoning. Coaxed into a nearby room, the party's attention was commanded by Alice, who embarked on a destructive spree. She systematically shattered protective circles enveloping paintings that she had crafted during her previous stint at the Vale, intentionally releasing trapped horrors into the realm. Amidst the chaos, Daphne's voice resonated urgently with Upri's consciousness, beseeching her to intervene. Regrettably, before Upri could act, Alice unleashed a catastrophic force, a black hole portal that violently consumed everyone in its grasp. Upon emerging on the other side of this maelstrom, they found Alice standing by a lavish table, a solitary figure seated there. 
one recognized by Wren as Locke, and by Salvador as Desmond.